podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is Wednesday night and I told you I wouldn't be back till probably Thursday or Friday, but then Grace had a lot on his mind, so I changed my mind. Uh, with him is his friend Fame, and we're going to have a little chat about Liverpool, the game last night. We're going to have a look at the FA Cup. We're probably going to look forward to West Ham next Monday. We'll probably talk transfers and we'll talk loads of different bits and pieces and we'll just see how it goes random questions are as always very very welcome but we'll try to keep them towards the end of the show this is brought to you by paddy power a bookies a website and an app if you gamble please gamble responsibly and remember to do so with paddy power strap yourself in here we go <laughs> And here we go. And yeah, we're here tonight. I, we're here tonight because Grace got on to me earlier and he said to me, I have a lot on my mind. And I said, well, I can't really, I haven't got the time to listen to this. But he said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll do it at 10. I said, yeah, okay, that's fine. So here we are. Grace, how are you, my man? I'm good, man. It's been a little while, isn't it, Gav? It's been a little, little while, a little while. Um, yeah. But you have a lot on your mind. Is that right? I've always got a lot on my mind, Gav. Mm, you know that. That's, yeah, that's true. But, you know... I didn't. I didn't tweet much about the game, and I didn't. You know, I didn't do much reaction, and even during the game, and I just, I just wanted to have a, like a second look at it. You know, with sort of calmer minds, and and I thought, who better to talk to about the game than you? I, I don't know. I, I, you could have. You could have found, found loads of people, but you looked at no, me. No, 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 no. You're. You're. I find you very rational and logical, and, and I thought we'd I, just have a discussion, and then I thought. And I thought, I thought who, who could be someone mad who could we, you know, discuss the game with as well to get the other extreme opinion? Mm. And I've got my mate Fame, so uh, yeah. yeah, perfect combination. Yeah, Fame, how are you? How do you do, everyone? Uh, Grizz, Gab, thank you for having me. I'm good. Yeah, I've got a lot to say about this game. Yeah, some <laughs> of it good, some of it, you know, positive, some of it a little bit on the minus, but uh, I'll try and give an honest account. I'm done well, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. No. Don't be nervous at all. Don't be nervous at all. We're in negotiations at the moment to get Shawnee Lawson on this call as well. So it'll probably end up being four of us on here. So it could go oh, any way at yeah. all. So uh, well, I'll try add Shawnee in now. He'll probably jump in and go, how are you, Gav? And then we go from there. Um, I'm adding Shawnee into the call as we speak. So let's see if we can get Shawnee on the line as well. Um, loads of people in the chat. Uh, Shaq says, good evening. Uh, Avo says, good evening. Kev O'Sullivan says, hello, Avo. So they're having their own little chat there. Uh, let me see. Um, Dylan was loving a Timo comment this evening we'll talk about Timo Werner uh, later on as well what do you think of Werner tonight asked Avo uh, I know Grizz has watched them extremely closely as the night has gone on Grizz but we might as well start there before we go on to anything else how's Timo Werner done tonight uh, I thought he was the most dangerous attacker on the, on the pitch mm. to be honest with you um, I know that doesn't say much I mean, I know Spurs were without strikers, so mm -hmm. that doesn't possibly maybe maybe not doing him enough uh, uh, credit there, disservice there. But uh, he's if we can sort of get him across the line, I think he's perfect for us, Gav. I've told you before, we've had loads of chats to him about him in private. I think he's I think he's just perfect for us. I think he listen. Don't get me wrong; he's not the finished article. 
he will miss loads of chances. He does that. But the reason why is he misses loads of chances is because he'll get loads of chances and he creates a loads of chances himself as well. Um, I think he'll score bucket loads if we get him, Gav. You know, obviously that's if we get him, but, you know, he's, um, I think he's got potential to be world-class. I think he's just below world-class at the moment, you know, possibly very much like when Mane and Salah were sort of purchased by us. So I think he, he could be our next, you know, um, great player that we turn into world-class elite player. Okay. Um, Fame, I'm going to I'm gonna come to you first when it comes to this match last night. Now, Liverpool were beaten last night by Atletico Madrid, no doubt about it. Um, Atletico got the early goal, they sat back and they brought every black art they could find and dark art in and they literally went and they literally shut us down for, for the vast majority of the game. But there's been a lot of reaction online with regards to the defence, the midfield, the strikers, the way we played, the way we approached things, you know, Atletico Madrid celebrations afterwards and some some today I think I've seen as well. But what did you make of it? Have you overreacted? Have you gone absolutely spare yes. as the day has gone on? Gav, you know what? I have I been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since last night. And I've been looking at it in my head. And basically what it is here, our team, yeah, our players, they've got stage fright. Yeah, they went into that ground with a lot of expectation and a lot of hype around them. Yeah, and when there's so much hype on the team, on, the, on a certain set of players, that brings its own pressure. Yeah, that pressure lifted them. And when they went in that stadium and they saw that ground, because it's a hostile stadium, it's one of those cavernous type stadiums, not like the Stan Stero and the Bernabeu, and you go in there and it's like, whoa, we're not used to it here. Yeah, we've, we've done it in the game, in the final. We were lucky to get Spurs. But this happened against Napoli. Yeah, and it happened again. Yeah, and it, it's something that we're lucky that it's happened now. Because for it to happen at this point, yeah, with the second leg to come at Anfield, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get Anfield. Yeah, and it's good that we've got that loss in our system to feel that again. Because we haven't felt that, have we? We've gone, we've gone unbeaten. So I think we needed this to be. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Okay, no problem. Your audio is just going off a slight bit, fame. So if you want to just um, hold that phone close to you or just hold it as still as you can, it's just going in and out a small bit. Grizz, um, you said to me I'd like to have a little bit more of a measured chat about this. So go on, measure away. I I just think um, I just think you know I was listen I was frustrated as many of us probably were. Uh, you know, the frustrations come from. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can, Johnny. You stay there for a minute. Hello, Shawnee. <laughs> what a distraction. Bloody hell, put me off or what? <laughs> Shawnee Lawson on the line. Shoulders. Uh, I'll tell you what, that is a distraction. I'm all over the place. But let me gather my thoughts. Uh, I'll tell you what, Shawnee's right. camera on. Go on. <laughs> so basically, look, the way I looked at it was look, there was loads of shouts about the referee being a wanker and. and you know, the, the the dark art Simeone rallying the crowd, etc., etc. But looking back at the game like I did, right, with a calmer sort of mind and knowing what the situation, what the, what the score was, obviously, I don't think we've done too bad, Gav. I really don't. I think I, I kind of agree with fame about, I wouldn't call it stage fright. I'd just call it, I don't, it's not stage fright. We've played at the biggest and the most, you know, intimidating atmospheres and stadiums the last couple of years. And, and all right, we haven't got a brilliant record in away games in Europe, but we overcome. We usually, you know, when it, we usually overcome most adversities. I thought, I thought we made a couple of errors in that first 10, 15 minutes. And that was exactly <coughs> what Simeone and Atletico wanted. They wanted an early goal. And that was it. That was part of their game plan. That was their game plan. I actually think Simeone would have settled for a 0-0 all day long. But, you know, the goal itself was very, 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 very unlucky. It can happen. It wasn't... I don't think there was much mistake in there. You can't label, pin, you know, a mistake on anyone. It was just a ricochet, I think, of Fabinho. It was a freak goal, man. It's a freak Freak goal. goal. It was a freak goal. And that was it. They they clung on for dear life. I also yeah. sometimes 
you know, you've got to give credit to the opposition. And I think this is a case of you've got to give credit to the opposition. They played their A game. Uh, and you could say we played sort of, you know, we played, we could have played much better, but we didn't play as bad as sort of, you know, social media made out. We did. So I think it's all to play for. Yeah. We played like there's loads of comments coming in here um, Owen Revan says I don't think we froze we played in around 80% and had no luck in the night against a dogged team um, Dylan says there's no st- there's no shame in getting stage right Grizz it happens mm-hmm. um, but um, Sean I'll come to you because um, you're you're quite measured as well when it comes to when it comes to games and you're looking at this and I seen you comment earlier saying you're looking forward to this game against Atletico Madrid in three weeks probably more than the league games that are upcoming what makes you think that because is it is it a case of their game plan worked uh, last night, and if their game plan comes off and at Anfield, usually what happens is we just blow teams away. Yeah, that exactly. And before last night, look, there's no need to panic. Atletico under Simeone, I don't think they've ever lost a knockout game in the Champions League at home. And to suggest we are going to go there last night and just batter them is a bit. I <laughs> is a bit is a bit naive to be honest. No, but you aren't on your own, Gav. There was plenty with that mindset, you know. And it's fair enough. We've been relentless in the league and that. But on that club, our away form in Europe has actually not been that good. But thinking bringing them back to Anfield last night, just that one nil, is after how the night went was actually not a bad result at all. Because, like you said, nothing really went away. I don't think we actually performed too bad. We were just, they, they are an elite only. And I mean that in the, the best way possible, not as an insult. They're just well organized. The ball retention is unbelievable. They've some really, really talented midfielders. And years gone by, Atletico would have an Aguero or a, or a Costa or a, or a Griezmann, even in the last couple of years, who would make them that bit more menacing. They were serial Champions League semi-finalists and finalists at one stage. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, they're a different side now, the way that everybody says. I just and, think I just think they miss that X factor now, Sean. That's yeah, the only thing they're lacking. Yeah, um, what will happen is, coming to Anfield, they've already started talking to show The game is not for another three weeks. An early goal at Anfield and their legs will say, start to feel a little bit heavier and that clock will be moving a little bit slower. And because they haven't got them world-class outlets, we will make them pay for every single mistake they make mm. on that night. Like like um, Chris says there, the second leg will be a brilliant game and atmosphere. Like when we lost to Napoli, it gives the team a small reality check to get back to our top level. Um, let me see... Uh, the, Ahmed reckons that Keita has to start the home leg uh, to press those lines. We, we look, we will definitely look at that when when the uh, when the game comes around in three weeks or so. But but getting back to you, fame. Like when, when you look at it, like I, I've seen an awful lot of 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 negative stuff thrown towards the midfield. And listen, I think I think it's an easy thing to do. I think when anything go, when anything goes wrong, it's oh oh the midfield should have been this because that's no, where no, the, no. the biggest talking point comes up is around the midfield. When I, but when you actually watch the game and you look at it and what's happening, I just thought there was too many players in the three different parts of the pitch that just went on the game last night, and that yeah. happens and. You know, we went on our game, Rory, the referee you could discuss, but at the end of the day, as Shawnee said, you come out of that with a 1 0 defeat after playing okay, things didn't go away, but we went on form. You, you kind of walk away going, we weren't good enough, we got away with it a little bit, and we've another chance to do something in three weeks' time. You know what it is? It's easy to criticise the midfield. It is, because, you know what, I've been guilty of it myself. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've given a, you know, over the years <laughs> with Janaldum and Henderson. Yeah, I haven't been their fan. Yeah, and I've got nicknames for both of them, and they're not nice. But <laughs> the, the way those guys have performed, it's outstanding. Yeah, and this game, yeah, it wasn't about the midfield. We lost it because of our fullbacks. Yeah, especially with TAA. Yeah, so you know when you start seeing Virgil make mistakes, yeah, and Gomez making mistakes, yeah, together, yeah, you know you're going to be in for a rough ride because these guys carried the ball up. Yeah, and and TAA and Robertson, if they can't get the overlap in and get the balls in, we struggle because our midfield is only three people. Yeah, three people up against four people. So automatically, yeah, you know, we're struggling, aren't we there? 
Yeah, so it's not the midfield. It's the fact that our fullbacks can get in the game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it happens, doesn't it? It's football, man. Yeah, that's yeah can, can, can I just say something on that, Gav? Yeah, absolutely. The, the reason why the, the midfield gets brought into question the whole time is because they're the low-hanging fruit in the squad, so to speak, because yep. the defence picks itself and the front three picks itself. The mm-hmm. only way where this cause for debate is the midfield, and that's just because of personal preference. It's nothing got to do with professional opinion. It's nah. just people prefer certain players to certain players. Yeah, that's yeah. All it it's was. a work in progress, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And the, the the big thing that came out from last night was the first thing you were saying. Uh, not one of Liverpool's midfield three created a, a goal score and a chance throughout the game. Well, I can guarantee you we've won 25 games in the Premier League, yeah? I'd yeah. imagine that we're nearly in double figures in yeah. games where the midfielders didn't create a single chance. Yeah, no, but, yeah. but nobody talks about it because that's not what people want to hear. Air midfield's function isn't to create a chance. Just because you play midfield doesn't mean you're in there just solely create chances. Mm. Air midfielders have a job. Yep. They do it impeccably. That's why we're 22 points clear on top of the Premier League. Yeah, we would, went in. Can I just come in? One one point I want to make, Sean, Gav. Yeah, you know our midfield, yeah. What Klopp's done with the football team and the club and the football that we're playing, no one's ever done this before. Yeah, no one's seen a team like this. Yeah, with a four-three and a three. Yeah, with a midfield of you could say limited talents. Yeah, but they're doing that thing that they're doing with the linking and the passing and the moving. It's outstanding. It's unbeatable. Yeah, and we've got the front three players, and they all complement each other. Yeah, you know, the, the dazzler does that little bit of magic. Mane goes down the left. Salah goes down the right. Yeah, what Klopp's done, and it's these actually three midfielders that have made it, made it happen. Yeah, and you know we could talk about Werner coming in and Kai Havertz coming in and Madison coming in, but would they be able to do what these guys have done? I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I think. Can I? Can I? Can I just say something as well? I mean, I get all that, and I agree with most of it. But I think this year, Shawnee and Fame. I think this year, I think Klopp wanted us to evolve a bit more. And, yeah. and and the purpose purpose of Cater and possibly Ox coming back to fitness, I think it was Cater and Ox's, not duty, but you know what I mean, job maybe, to sort of evolve a bit more and not just rely on our fullbacks for the invention and creativity. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, our creativity, you know, I think it's, it's, an, it's, it's open now, isn't it? It's not a secret that our creativity comes from our fullbacks. And... Even from Virgil and Joe Gomez with the with the immaculate distribution Virgil's got. Yeah, how many, exactly. how many how many through balls has he put through? But I think we were looking to to just evolve even more. I mean, I get everything about the midfield. Look, it's, look, look, it's, I just it's wanna... the most organized, I'd say it's probably the most organized midfield in world football right now. Yeah. But I yeah. think I think we ex- wanted or hoped or expected maybe for someone like Nabi and Ox to give it a different, an extra dimension. And that's why a lot of people were sort of slightly bemused with yeah, but not the, the starting lineup as such, but with sorry, maybe possibly some substitutions. But then again, I think Klopp settled for the one the thing, at some stage. The I think. thing is, Chris, going to them places, you can have all the attack and flair in the world, but you need to look after your own house first of all, and that's what them three do. Now, if that game had been in Anfield last night and we were that passive in midfield, I could understand a little bit why people were getting annoyed. But like, you have to look after your own house. And say, we could have conceded early there last night and we, we were chasing the game for more or, less, yeah, I understand. more or less 90 minutes. We could have ended yes. up coming out and getting battered. But you oh, can yeah, see... No, no. No, as I said, you can with, s- the starting, yeah. with the starting lineup, I totally agree. But yeah. I'm saying for the sort of come 60th minute and when we were sort of looking for... You know, when we come out the second half, right, and we really gave it a go, right? I think that was the time to make a change. And then if we still see it's not working for us, then go back to, you know, norm and then sort of solidify up again. Yeah, but I think, I think, Grizz, I know where you're coming from, but I think from about 65, I think Klopp has, has settled that he's not conceding a second goal for, yeah, for, yeah, under any circumstances. I'll go, I'll go again. I'll go from 45 from the change he made at half time. Well, it's probably that down to the yellow card. That's completely prob- house. Yeah, exactly. Housekeeping. He's already yeah. thinking that, right, there's another 90 in Anfield. Yeah. And yeah, one yeah. player I definitely don't want out is Mane. I think, I think. But you knew they were, they were going to be at that all. 
all straight away and he copped that so he nipped that in the bud as soon as he could yeah i think he looked at that limitation even then because Mane going off that would have been down to 10 men he would have been missing the next game and then we have to play another 45 minutes against fucking them hatchet jobs with 10 men so yeah. it, it from 45 minutes on he was housekeeping completely and then you could see with the changes that he made if I'm, if we, if anything, if anything's gonna come from this second half, is that we don't actually let another one in. Yeah, yeah. it's just it, it, like to me. I think I, I fully agree with you, Shani. I, I think the yellow card makes his mind up for him. Uh, Mane does look like he's ready to kill somebody, and he makes his mind up. But for me, he's looking at that second half, going, "We are not conceding here a second time. If we manage to get a goal or two goals or no goals." I'm fine with that, but we are not conceding a second goal here because he, like, all right, we've seen what we've done to Barcelona last year, but that's miracle stuff. You know what I mean? And Barcelona want to come out and play regardless of what the score is. Atletico Madrid coming down for a 2 0 lead will literally sit there and go, Yeah, they're literally going to sit there and go, We can actually sit here and actually try control possession while we're sitting here. That's the way they're set up. And, you know, like, I get people, I get people's points about, you know, they said Ox wasn't great when he comes on. Um, somebody just comes straight out, uh, T-Sid comes out and says, the passing was off. Um, another person said it was just too slow. Absolutely fine. Another p- people have said, when Ox came on, he did all right. Some, some aren't overly impressed by him. And I see the argument for Keita. I absolutely see the argument for Keita. <coughs> on the other hand, though, if you put Keita on the pitch and you say to Keita, we need you to get into these, this channel and that channel and you know make, try make an impact and get us back into this game, we are probably leaving ourselves a little short in midfield. And you're opening yourself up the percentage chance of you conceding the second one rises I think I agree with you Shani. I think from 45 the yellow card makes his mind up and he decides one, we'll take 1-0 we'll absolutely take 1-0 yeah. it's yeah. absolutely fine there's, go there's on, another go. thing yeah. the, go can on Grace say, go ahead yeah, yeah can on. I just say Gab that you know um, Mane getting a yellow card yeah I mean unless Mane would have said at half time that Gov listen take me off yeah I can't handle it I'm, I'm going to lose it yeah because I would have expected Klopp to give him another 20 minutes at least mm. yeah to make an impact yeah because that's what Mane's role is yeah he's that impact kind of player the player that can make it happen so when you're taking him off yeah and then you bring on Origi yeah you've automatically just killed that mood that if, if there was going to be some kind of comeback it's not going to happen now because you've just taken off Mane yeah and you're bringing on Origi it falls apart doesn't it the only thing I would say is though I wouldn't say Mane went and said I want to come off no. or he probably protested but I'd say the staff have gone to him club included and went listen we're watching this. We're watching the. We're watching the the body language of their players. We're watching the referee. We're watching their manager jumping around like he fucking has worms, you know. And this is not a good mix. You're a marked man here, no. basically. You know that kind of way. Exactly. And, and Mane has has passed the Boyton as well. Yeah, like, no, not Louis, just, not Louis Suarez Boyton. Yeah, retaliating. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I think. I think it was a more. I think it was more a case of. Our, our coaching staff and including Klopp, etc., not trusting the referee. Honestly, yeah, it was not. Yeah. It was not trusting Mane. I think. I think you know, in in any other game or in any other situation or any other ref, I suppose, he definitely would have given Mane another twenty minutes, 15, 20 minutes to see. You know, he would have calmed him down at halftime and said, "Look, made it very clear to him, you can't be rash. No late challenges. I don't even want you to go for any challenges." Yeah, just relax on the you know, do your thing while you're on the ball. I just don't think he trusted the ref at all. And and, and, no, and the referee the referee was poor, yeah, but the referee was was making his decisions, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was abiding by them. The problem was that the referee was making his decisions. He wasn't going back to confirm. VAR wasn't giving no interventions. Yeah, so it's it was the VAR is normally a bit progressive in Europe and it's a bit crap in the Premier League. But yeah. what was the what would the VAR be used for? There was no there was no Controversial decisions for VAR to be used. Well, there, was was, a, there was a there handball was, on the on the edge of the box. Handballs, there was a uh, a couple of pullbacks, a couple of arm grip pulling. There was no, a lot. Of, no, that's happened. Yeah, they don't, they don't. You're not, not, not going to get VAR. VAR you're not going to get VAR on that. But what you will get is, and I, I think if you we're going to get a different referee in the second leg, but any, any, anybody anybody watching that, any referee around Europe watching that game last night is looking and going, do you know something? 
a hand on heart, Liverpool have been a little bit hard done by in certain things there, and it may affect it may affect the referee coming to Anfield and Anfield itself. Um, I agree. Anfield I itself didn't manage the occasion at all. He did no, not he didn't. manage the occasion like, at all. Sh- I, I was ta- I was talking to lads who were in the ground last night, and they were saying that as soon as you went near and they let the, we went near and they let the go play out, the whole seventy thousand whatever holes just whistling constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but do you, know, do you know, guys? Do you know, guys? We've seen that though. It's, it was absolute nothing that should have uh, been a shock to us, been no. new to us. You know, like the days of when United went to Galatasaray and it was an eye-opener. Them days have long gone. We're savvy. We're supposed to be savvy now. We're supposed to be able to handle all this shit. I agree with Robertson's interview afterwards where he where he said, look, we weren't savvy enough in, in, in certain situations. And, and that was very open of him to say that. I, th- I thought that was... I thought that was a fair assessment. You know, we weren't, you know, we could have been more savvy. You know, we have got more savvy players. Sometimes we still got this honesty about us, which, you know, on nights like this can frustrate. But, you know. Not honesty, it's called naivety. Yeah, you know, the referee was a tosser. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, we get that in the Premier League. Yeah, how many referees? Yeah, I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah, but there's plenty of toss pot referees here as well. Yeah, we face those decisions. Yeah, you know, you, you know when the referee is going to be a toss pot. Yeah, you know you're not going to get the decision. So it's up to you as a team to deal with it and move on forward. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's just one of it's one of them nights where fifty fifties are sixty forties, and they're not in your they're yeah, not in your favour. So you're not going to get those even calls the, right the the booking on Gomez is fucking ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. It's it's it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. did, uh, Sean Gav, did you notice that when they done the booking, or when Gomez got the yellow card, immediately they brought Costa on. Yeah, mm-hmm. the muscle man came on. The Terminator came on. Yeah, and he came on strictly to get the red card. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. That was yeah his, game. his mission was clear. Yeah, you need to get one of these boys sent off. We need Lovren or Matip in that next round. Yeah, that was his. Mm. That was his uh, agenda. Well, look, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think just finishing up on the game. I think you know. Yeah, you're disappointed with the result, you know. Um, you know, Jono says there some of our fans' reaction to one loss is is a bit is absolutely pathetic, and I agree. Nah, with it's, you. it's a joke. I, I agree with you, Jono. I I genuinely do because I look at these things and I say to myself, all right, we have gone away, and someone else points out we've never lost a two-legged uh, toy under Jurgen Klopp, and I I still can't see us. I still see that record being intact in three in three weeks' time. Um, you know, but. We talk about savviness and stuff like that. I think the I think the manager was quite savvy in what he done last night. He seen what yeah. was happening. He seen what was materializing, yeah. and he yeah, he weighed he weighed up his options. He weighed up his he weighed up his options. He weighed up the pros and cons of doing A, B, or C, and he picked it and he went with it. And he said, "Look, I'll take the one nil." Yeah. And you could see it from him afterwards. He was basically going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He was jumping around his technical area. The ref was this. He can't really come out and say anything about the ref, but you know where he was going. And he basically said, "This is now over." Yeah, we have Anfield. I think, I think. I think. I think. I agree. I agree, especially as soon as Salah went off. He took Salah off. That was pure, right, we take what we got. But I also think that was a lot of respect that for Atletico paid my club as well. Yeah. Because, look, we, we, look, look, we know about our history. We know about Anfield. We know about Magical Nights, right? And, and, and I'm not, not bigging up Atletico too much, right? But, but just hear me out. I also think it's a, a lot of respect shown to Atletico. Because I, I think if we go 2 0 down to Athletic, this Atletico team, it's a total different ball game than going 3 yeah. 0 down to Barca. Yeah? yeah? It's a total different picture. This team does not give a shit about going to Anfield and getting uh, involved know about in that. a game. Yeah, Chris, I've heard, I've heard that loads of times, Chris. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. I will tell you one thing. When Atletico Madrid turn up at Anfield in three weeks' time, they Go will give a shit. They, they will absolutely, they will absolutely give a shit. Do you know what? I'm half tempted to release that video that we done the other day. I mean, I was going to stick around the front of one of the pods, but I might do it. People are probably wondering what we're talking about. Um, if I get enough people asking, I will stick it up. They won't know what the fuck it's about, but we go from there. But look, <coughs> they will be affected by Anfield, and as much as they sat and whistled, and you know their their, their fans whistled, and they sat in a, in a in a structured kind of formation. We'll go out and do what we do, and we'll cause mayhem in three weeks' time. And um, if they deal with mayhem and they come out on the other side of it, absolutely fine. I've no problem with that. But well, do I back yeah, them too? I absolutely don't back them too. I don't back any team in this on this planet to come to Anfield and deal with the mayhem that we can this show. I, I really yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Gav, the the thing that is kind of I like you know yourself. 
I took myself away from Twitter from all that fucking madness. But I was looking at match threads and people saying that we actually performed poorly and we weren't ourselves. I think we are probably five to ten percent off it, and that's all because the difference with playing and that we weren't actually any different last night than we are every other week in the Premier League. It was constant pressure and midfielders recycling the balls, getting it out. We just didn't create that many clear-cut chances. But the big difference is if you're playing a West Ham at home or a Burnley at home, when the ball breaks down with them, it's coming straight back to us or it's going our play and then we're back in shape from a set piece. The difference with Atletico was last night and I agree with Chris, they were quality. When air attacks were breaking down, they weren't panicking and just swiping the ball away. It was perfect ball retention. The ball was going out. Everything was structured. We were just up against an elite side last night. I think I think we got and a one nil. Point. In in hindsight, I'm telling you now, one nil. Oh, it, it sounds weird saying this. It's actually not a bad result at all, it's, considering the circumstances. I, going back to our Premiership, the way we play. Do you know what happens? Isn't it? We play this game. It's very systematic of us. The way we do it. And then we wait. It's like the old Muhammad Ali, you know, rope dope right? We wait for the opposition to tire because we have so much possession, we tire yeah. them out side to side, side to side, right? But this bastard team, right? It no, wouldn't they, be they, it wouldn't be swayed. And they, they didn't tire. Now they no. didn't they they did tire in terms of you could see a couple of their players goosed and like proper looking for like breaks in play, etc., which is part and parcel of their game. But that crowd and Simeone just didn't let them tire. Well, no. they won't have that Anfield. And um, people say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Anfield will be an absolute cauldron in our favour this time. You only uh, have to look at look at Simeone after the game when they asked him about he he looked a bit like funnily enough Simeone actually looked a bit dejected after the game that they only got the one goal because they asked him about Anfield and he was like no no I'm not I'm not thinking about it. and he whipped the headset off straight away mm. like yeah. this is all uh, this is all they have left. Like we well, didn't as, see as it. we said, didn't get the coverage. We didn't get the coverage the last earlier. night. Honest to God, it's the most <laughs> in a weird way, it's the most exciting game I'm looking forward to for the rest of the season. I mean, I know we're just on the crest of winning the league, right? And everything. And obviously the game that wins us the league is gonna be the most amazing game ever. But honestly, this is whipped up a a storm of frenzy that we may have some, you know, players may have needed, you know, you could see the reaction in the interviews and, and the mood amongst the coaches and sort of in, you know, in the press conference. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Well, look, we leave, we leave that game there. I think. Uh, can I, I just come yeah, in? Of course you can. Yeah. I, you know, just a, Blood, uh, yeah, a regarding this Madrid team. Yeah. I think we're giving a bit too much credit to them because, you know, this is a team that is struggling in their league. Yeah. They're way off the lead. Yeah, and they've got no chance. And they're all they're out of all the cup competitions. They're nowhere in the league. So yeah, Grizz is right. They've only got the Champions League. Yeah. I think, you know, they played as they normally play, yeah, with their stifling, dirty tactics, sitting back, getting compact, yeah, no room to move. Yeah. We were poor. Yeah. Our players, some of our players, yeah, you know, made un you know, um unexpected mistakes. You don't see these kind of mistakes from Virgil. Trent couldn't hit a ball in. Every time his corners, his crosses, everything was off. I think I think what we need to look at now, yeah, is Trent needs a he needs a, a time off. He needs to be rotated because he, he at the moment is looking fifty percent of the player that he was last month. I think I to be honest with you, after watching Norwich, I'm watching I'm watching Atletico. We look we don't look on on top form, and that's that's absolutely understandable. Um, after a break like that, I can take a couple of games to get into. But I've no worries about this Liverpool side. And like last night, you're you're allowed to look at, at negatives of what happened in the game last night. You're allowed to look at them, pick them out, and say we could have done A, B, or C better. 
you know, but having said that, I still look at it and go, it's, we've won a league game. We were still in the European Cup and, and I'd make us odds on favours to go through. That's the way it is. But look, we leave it at that with the game. Uh, moving on, there's been a lot of talk around, and um, me and Grizz were talking today around the FA Cup and it comes into focus as well, along with the Champions League. And I think, the decision, the big decision is obviously what, what do we do away to Chelsea? Do we go strong? Do we keep the kids? Do we do a mix? Um, and I suppose what we pick in that game will dictate whether we're actually up for winning this FA Cup or do we see it as a bit of a, an annoyance at this stage? Charlie, when it comes to this game, um, in the FA Cup in the next couple of weeks, what way does it sit with you? Because I, I get the feeling that although, yeah, it's, it's a one, I think it's a quarter final after this round, isn't it? Um, it's one of those where if he picks a weak inside, you know, he he's not interested at all. I still get the belief that he's not really bothered by this, Sean. Yeah, well, to be fair, since he's arrived, he's kind of treated the, the domestic cup competitions with, I won't say contempt, but mm. you can tell that they're not number one and number two on his priority list. But... Um, with the way the team is going at the moment now, I know H- Henderson went off injured last night. There's, there's plenty of bodies there that need game time. So I think with the Chelsea game coming up, it'll be a mix. And I, I believe, I don't ever believe Klopp goes, looks at a game saying, ah, I don't I don't care. He will send the team there that he thinks will be capable of getting a result. And if they get a result, he'll, he'll go from there. The perfect example is Shrewsbury. I think he actually he he had a faith in the twenty trees beating them mm. at Anfield. So um if we pass into the next round, I'd imagine with the situation with the league it's gonna be more or less wrapped up and obviously how we get on in the second leg against Atletico, I would definitely imagine Klopp will take it seriously because he'd love nothing more than to stick his two fingers up at the fucking the likes of Matthew mm. Whoops and he was talking shy about him not taking it serious and being disrespectful and getting what we deserved. Well, imagine he went on and win it then. He'd be like, well, who doesn't fucking respect what now? You know what I mean? Mm. And we should be trying to take fucking everything away from that City team as well. Uh, Dylan is asking, is, is Jürgen Klopp going to manage the game against Chelsea? I'd love him to put a mixed side out or a really, really strong side and let Critchley look after it as well. Um, uh, just, just, just to annoy people because um, I'm into that. Uh, Grizz, he may go with a mixed side. He may go with a strong side. He may go with the youths. You know, he may. We don't know what he's going to do. But do you look at this? this possible run in the FA Cup, if he manages to get it past Chelsea, do you look at it as a good way of, of just keeping certain members of the first-team squad on their toes as we progress through possibly looking to go and beating in the league and you know possibly winning the Champions League? Just having that FA Cup at the side, just keeping them ticking over, could it not be a really, really good thing for the, for the squad going forward you look, know, towards the end of the season? I'm, I'm pretty much like you. We've discussed it before, haven't we? Hmm. At the start of the season, our targets were different. Right, but this team has blown us all away, and so therefore you you, you know you adjust your targets accordingly. Gav, I want the FA Cup bad now, and for the reasons like Shawnee said, right, some of the some of the knobheads on 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 sort of on the BBC sort of uh, uh, ex players etc. slagging Klopp off etc. And I think honestly, and and also you've got to remember, winning mentality is so important. Winning breeds winning, even for the youngsters. I mean, they've done exceptionally well so far. I think, look, I think he's going to pick a fairly strong team against Chelsea. I don't think it will be, you know, the kids again. I think it will be be a mixture. I think it will be a team like the one we played against Everton um, in the league. Do you remember when we suddenly made four yeah. or five changes, yeah. right? So I think it will be something like that. Um, I want this FA Cup bad now. My, my, I've changed my mind completely for the very fact that we've blitzed the league we can literally we can literally do what we want in the league right but the Champions League especially after Atletico's antics after the game we know and we, we know we're made for the Champions League right so that takes care of itself that night will take care of itself as we all agree but the FA Cup we get past this Chelsea who in my opinion won't play a strong team Kev he needs that top four and it's, it's, it's nip and tuck now between them, Spurs and United, I think it is. Uh, not that we ever look down there, but you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's getting close over there. I think we get through this FA Cup, and I think 
there's going to be a bit of a, uh, determination with Klopp in terms of, all right, let me show you kind of thing. I hope it is anyway, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I want to win everything now. Okay. Um, I've said it from the start of the season, I'll take the league title and anything else that comes after that, I'll take as a bonus. And I'm still at, at that stage, I'm being honest with you. The league will be everything to me, absolutely everything to me. And if a Champions League or an FA Cup lands on our door, at the, uh, you know, one or the other or both, uh, brilliant. It'll just be in... I will be in AA by the end of the year. I'm being honest with you. Um, I'll be in some sort of support group. Um, you know, see if um, they don't two for one gap because I'll be right beside you. Oh, I thought you were going to say. I thought there was a deal on cans there, Shadi, for a minute. You got me excited. Yeah. Uh, but look, fame. Just when, just I'll give you the last shout on this FA Cup. Are you with Grace? Do you want it really badly, or is it one of those where see where it takes us? And if we happen to stumble across yeah. the semi final, yeah, then we take I, it seriously. Yeah. You know what it is, Gab? I think Grizz has been romantic. Yeah, you know, uh, he's, he's been romantic. He wants the FA Cup. So, wouldn't be the first yeah, time. And, yeah, you know, I, I've got <laughs> that kind of romanticism in me as well, you know, because I, I would like to have the Cup and the League double. Yeah, mm. that, that used to be the one in it back in the 80s. Yeah, the Cup and the League. We're showing but, that age now, Fame. But the thing is, the thing is that Klopp, he won't, he won't put his... He, he won't go all out in the FA mm. Cup. Yeah, he'll, he'll go mixture of the youngsters... Yeah, he'll play Origi up front. He'll play the the Yakuza up front. But his problem <laughs> is his problem is the defense. Yeah, that defense he cannot play with Matip and Lovren. Yeah, that's a disaster. So he has to play Gomez. So he probably go Gomez, and he, he might play that that other kid, or he probably play Matip, and he'll play with the youngsters on the on the fullbacks. Yeah, so it's going to be a most. Lalana will get his game in it. Yeah, so, you know, um, I think he will go light. Yeah, but I'll have the big boys on the bench. Do you, do you know something? Like, uh, I, I was trying to look at this from the other point of view, and we, we'll move on to other stuff, but I was trying to look at this from the other side, the Chelsea side, and, you know, what we were doing in a podcast the night, and we had um, Chelsea on in the background, and they looked poor, I'm going to be honest with you. And Lampard, although having that transfer ban lifted wasn't backed in January and I'm sure yeah, yeah, he spent yeah. he's I'm temporary sure, manager well yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I, I think that that's the way it starts to look because he's had yeah. four or five months to look at targets follow targets get yeah, into conversations yeah, yeah. with targets and then it comes to January but they have something lifted and nothing happens and, I, and I'm looking there now going this is really tight for the Champions League where they were probably eight nine points ahead of fifth place now it's really really tight does Lampard turn around now and say I can't risk this in the FA Cup because this over here is not going no, as well no, no. as it used to. He's going to go all out, Gav. Do you think yeah. so? You know, yeah, hundred percent. Because I'll tell you this now: City, uh, the Chabs, they will not get the fourth spot. I guarantee you. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be Man City, Liverpool, Leicester, and out of that four teams, I actually think that uh, bloody Mister Mourinho, he will carry Spurs through. But now Son is out, so you can cross him out. So it's, there's a better chance that United are going to make it into that position. Yeah, the Chavs, they, they're going to fall away. Yeah, you look, he, he doesn't have that experience. Yeah, he's been a hyped up, hyped up English manager. Yeah, and he, what has he really done? He's only he was only at Derby. Yeah, he only got them yeah. to the, the play. The only the only reason he's there is to kind of stop the hemorrhaging of the fans calling for stop a manager's gap. head. He's a stop gap. Yeah, yeah, not even that. They know. Abramovich probably has a pain in his bollocks flying into bleeding King's Road to sign our fucking resignation Absolutely. statements Absolutely. for managers and handing out tens and 15 millions every second season because the fans and the stands aren't happy with the type of football that the manager's playing. They know that's never going to happen with Frank Lampard. Yeah, so that's why yeah. he's there. So th- I, he, think, I think, I think, no matter what happens there, it, Abramovich knows, look, well, they're not gonna fucking, they're not yeah. gonna hang him out the dry. He's a legend. Very similar to Solcher. That was just to stop the bleeding. They were. No, just- that's it, Gav. You're absolutely spot on. Absolutely nail on their head. Yeah, Lampard was brought in to keep the fans on board. Otherwise, what was going to happen is going to be another AFTV. Yeah, the fans were going to go toxic. Yeah, and it was all going to kick off. And and the the chavs. Yeah, and they can get rowdy. Yeah, and 
God knows what would happen at uh, Stamford Bridge. It's a small ground, isn't it? Yeah, so um, that's why they brought him in. He's a stopgap. Yeah, as for Solskjaer, you know, Man United, they're deluded. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing now because <laughs> because they've lost their weight. Yeah, and all four, and the compass is gone. They d- do not know what they're doing. Yeah, they whatever they are throwing in there, they're just hoping and praying that it works. Solskjaer is a godsend for us. Yeah, as a red. Yeah. Solskjaer, I swear, I pray that he stays at that club. Yeah, it's like how I prayed the Mourinho. Do you, know, do, you know, stay. do you know something with the yeah. Solskjaer thing? I think he will stay at that club because no chance, Gav. no chance. No He's chance. gone, man. I I swear to God. Listen, come here. Unless somebody is signing Bruno Fernandez um, in preparation for another manager coming in, they've backed them. They've actually Listen. backed them. They've backed yeah, them with yeah, 130 have. million more to defenders. They've backed yeah. them with. They've backed now. The Agallo team was off the wall. Like that's that's you know that's madness. Like that that's. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't even got a award for that. You know, and I'm I'm a quite that's an intelligent right. person who has loads of awards, but I don't have awards for that. Um, and you know they backed them with Bruno Fernandez, although they dragged it out, and I think I think. Spot in Lisbon ended up with about 85 million in add ons. So I don't know what way that deal was done, but the thing is, like, oh, it'd be very interesting, especially if they manage to pull off fort. What will they sack him if he gets fort? I don't know, but look, yeah, I, I agree, yeah. I agree with your fame. I think, I think he is, I think he is a godsend for, for the likes of us, the likes of City and, and other clubs. And, and in particular, shit, in particular, the likes of Chelsea and the likes of Spurs, who. Yeah. All things being equal, wouldn't be anywhere near this race for Fort. And, no chance. You know, no chance. so he is a godsend that way. But it's very interesting. Look, there's there's loads of comments coming in here, right? About um, like Paul says, long may United suffer. Uh, Chris Brack says the rumor is pocked with pocked to Atletico Madrid and Simeone leaves at the end of the season. That's the latest rumor. Um, that's not let, bad. Chat. Let me see. Uh, there's lo- there's loads of bits of piece going on. But the one thing coming through here is the Timo Werner post match uh, interview. Now, Shani, I'm going to come to you because I think you've seen this interview. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's happening? Uh, they just asked him um, BT after the game. How did you feel about being linked to Liverpool? Mm-hmm. And he basically just said out straight. Uh, Liverpool are the best team in the world at the moment and to be linked with them is it's uh, it's it makes them very proud. Okay. Hello. What well, 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 what did you what did you read of that, Shani? What did you read into it, that? I read of that of that he knows exactly that Liverpool want them and he's just let that's just his first little taste out mm. to the Liverpool fans. Look, I know where I'm coming. That that just seems like there's too much too much smoke, smoke. to be in our fire. He's so, definitely coming, hundred yes. percent. He's coming. Um, and and go reveal when, your sources. Normally, normally when you see players asked put on the spot like that, they go very coy, and mm. but yeah. it, it, it it looked like a scripted answer. It looked like you knew he was going to be asked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. well prepared and well and well taught out yeah. and, and well, I suppose, you know. Well acted out when he was asked. Uh, yeah, Timo, yeah. Timo Wacker says Timo couldn't stop smiling. Uh, Dylan says that uh, Sporting Lisbon agreed to um, the amount, um, a couple of million quid for every English cap that Bruno Fernandez gets uh, <laughs> as an add-on. JJ JJ Sporting Lisbon, that guy said he. Uh, let me see. JJ Bab wants uh, uh, Jaden Sancho. Chris Brack wants Werner and Sancho at LFC. Um, let me see. Uh, listen, if you have any random questions, we've about ten minutes left. So now is the um, now is your your chance to absolutely troll them in, and you have some great people here to answer them as well. Uh, Avo says Werner looked like an ideal replacement for Bobby in the first half. Lads, before the random questions start coming in, I give the lad that the the guys in the chat a chance to troll them in. Uh, I want you to give me one signing that you think Liverpool will make, and I, just one that you think Liverpool will make in the summer. Okay, you can go any position on the on the pitch, but you. I just want you to give me one, right? So, Not realistic uh, or a dream? No, reali- realistically, and who you think is realistic and will be that you feel that Liverpool will make in the summer. Just just going by all this stuff that's going on at the moment. Can I go first? Mixed here. You can go <laughs> first if you want. Yeah, can I go first, please. Yeah. yeah, there's only one signing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only one signing that we can make as a team. That is going to improve us. Well, there's actually two, actually. One, the defence. But the main one is Mbappos. Yeah, <laughs> Mbappos. Yeah, that's Mbappé. 
Yeah, in case no one knows who that is. I have an idea who he is. <laughs> Go on, Fabian. He's the only player. Yeah, if if we get this player, if we get Mbappos, yeah, that player, yeah, we, we will become unbeatable worldwide. It, uh, domination will last for years on end, five years minimum. Yeah, Do you think it's realistic? Years. I think it is. It is now more than ever. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how uh, realistic it is, but uh, listen, nobody's going to um, nobody's going to argue with Mbappe. I really don't think. Shani, before you give me um, your answer on the one signing you feel Liverpool will make in the summer, uh, gravy or pepper sauce? Oh, pepper sauce all day. Yeah, not yeah. depend on what it's going on, no. On a steak, pepper sauce. So- yeah. Oh, do you know? Actually, now I think about it, mm. you can put you can put gravy on. Potatoes and and beef and chicken and it's not bad. I wouldn't be putting pepper sauce and chicken fillets. Mm. I don't know. Gravy's James Milner and pepper sauce is Nabi Kade. So mm. it depends what way you look at it. Oh, what an be, analogy. There'll be, be, be gravy and pepper sauce mordor on Twitter now tomorrow. Watch. Oh, uh, stop. They'll be bathing themselves into uh, the bleeding weirdos. Come here. Give us that sign and you think that happens in the summer. Me? Yeah. Um, I think Averna. I, th- I, I don't want to be vanilla and fucking. I'm not going to throw out mad shouts. I think we'd be looking at a left back, but I think if I, if I was a betting man, which I am, and I'd be putting money on Verna to, to to sign in the summer. Okay, right, no problem. Uh, Grizz, um, before you give me your signing that you feel will happen in the summer, I have a question for you, and that question is snooker or cricket. I know you're a man. I know you're a multi-talented sportsman. So. I was just going to say, Gav, as you very well know. Oh, yeah. You've seen all my medals. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But snooker... One of them was a Kiara set for 50 metre butterfly when you were eight. Go on. <laughs> no, but snooker, I'm going to be... If, if the question was pool or cricket, it would have been close. Right, well, i give you pool or cricket. Oh, it's close now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still cricket though, isn't it? Okay, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, University of North London champion you're talking to in Paul. Oh, really? uh, the year was 1998, right. I believe. Because oh. I know the woman admin in the University of London, so well, I'm going to give her a bit. email and find out. <laughs> He's on the wall of I'm champions now, down I there. Was, <laughs> the wall of the, it's actually called the crit. They named the part the pool hall after him and all. Yeah. No, but can you imagine? Grizzles right, Emporium. Like, no, but listen, can you imagine, right? Because I don't look like a pool player. I mean, I don't know what pool players look like these days. Mm. But you look like a dad's player. <laughs> no, not, that's now, Shawnee. Right? <laughs> you see me pictures of 1998. Right. So in 1998, I didn't look like a pool player, right? Right. So there's me walking into the. It used to be called the common room. Yeah. Right. And they'd be like. Pool players that think they're, they're the dogs knackered. Is this right? in the university? Yeah, yeah, uni, yeah, uni, yeah. What was the pool yeah. players just hanging around like in that pool gear? Well, you know what I mean. I don't mean pool players per se, like as a profession, but right, okay. big shots, shots. You know, big, big, like big shots that thought they're you know the you know the talk of the town and yeah. they're showing off to their girlfriends. And I used to sort Heading of the college with that sneaker gear, like that's mad, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a, those days were mad, Gav. Yeah. What can I say? But yeah, so I'm, cut a long story short, I'm a very good pool player and I'm going to prove it to you when we meet up in May. Okay. Uh, we'll, find a, we'll find someone who's going Oh, no, that's, that's 100%. We're, we're finding a boozer in Liverpool that has yeah. a decent but pool cricket, table. Imagine then, thinking Gavin Doyle's going to be able to hold a snooker queue after Liverpool <laughs> win the league. <laughs> I'll be holding like a again, crutch, Charlie. <laughs> but then again, cricket is in my blood, you see, because... I'm Asian, Pakistani, South Asian, and cricket's like us uh, to us. I'm trying to work out what it is to, to Irish guys. Drinking. Drinking. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So cricket to us is like drinking to you. So you see the connection there, right? Mm. So I was fantastic at cricket as well. In fact, I went to Essex trials. I, I didn't go because I didn't have a set of pads. But right. I did. I was, I was offered to go Essex trials at the age of 16. Mm. I'm going to go for... Cricket, though, to answer your question. Mm. Do you remember? Do you remember we were talking a while ago, and we were saying that um, if you if you couldn't get into the English, if you couldn't get into the English one day international <laughs> cricket team, you're going to ring yeah. Pakistan and see what the story was. Did Absolutely. you ever do that? Been, 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get into the. But see, the thing is, I wouldn't even. I could ring a few. Te- I could ring a few countries now. Why? You see, because a lot of these teams, you know, all you got to do is work there for a little while, and you can you're eligible for their national team. You see, because so you haven't been out of London in forty years. Hey, you haven't been out of London in forty years. Yeah, but I could now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll work for you. I couldn't see the travel and walking for you, Grace. I'm being honest with you. Yeah, fair enough. Try getting the England team because I couldn't see the travel and walking for you. Like you're the fella that thought Luton to Dublin was an hour and a half, like <laughs> two hour flight. Do you know what I mean? And you're you're asking me about time zones and everything. You're like, you know what I mean? So, um, I don't think that'll work. Um, let me see. Let me see. Dylan reckons that Grace was standing in the student union with a blazer on. That was Just, well, not blazer, but that was me. Yeah, I okay. used to have really funny shirts. Okay. Um, if, I, if 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 anybody has any more uh, random questions, we will um, we will throw them in before we finish up. Uh, Shani, our next game is Monday. Um, West Ham at home. They've been beaten by Man City tonight two 0 There was about eleven people at the Eddie had tonight to watch that game. <laughs> Um, but the and that's include that's including blading the players the subs, on the pitch because West Ham didn't fucking turn up tonight. <laughs> but uh, the official attendance was forty six and a half thousand or something like that, which is off the off the wall. But looking forward to the next league game. I think it's a perfect league game for us to go out and just bash them and say, you know what, that's a th- we're, we're on track. And that's I, I think it's a perfect game Monday night. The whole lot, yeah, no problems there, Shani. Shouldn't be. Um, can't imagine West Ham causing us any problems at all. Mm. They were even they were crap a few weeks ago when we played them, weren't they away? Mm. They just seemed completely rudderless and idealist. So, yeah, bounce back and uh, beat them. Handy, I reckon. Yeah, and then we're only looking at four wins. So, um, Chris Brack reckons Grizz in John Virgo's waistcoat. If I can find a waistcoat like that and bring it to Liverpool and put it on Grizz, and um, we'll take a few pictures. Watch our kryptonite. Uh, his is biting cotton wool. It goes right through him. Uh, needles for me. I will never be an addict. I can tell you that for nothing. Uh, Grizz, what's the thing that, that is your kryptonite you just can't handle? Oh, you know that... Um, oh, I can't even describe it. It's doing things to me. Oh shit! You know the blackboard scratching. Oh, oh yeah, oh. yeah. Oh guys, sorry. Give me a minute. Oh, get rid of that feeling. Oh, it's disgusting. That one. Okay. That's the only one. Okay, fame. Any any um things that go right through you? I think. Think smelly cheese, man. Smelly cheese. <laughs> <laughs> go so many directions with that. <laughs> smelly cheese. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> oh, uh, unbelievable unbelievable uh, Shani anything that goes right through you just not happening not good for you uh, it's it's not so much a, a fear but it's more of a a hate do you ever get when your feet get so wet through your shoes your socks get wet oh. yeah oh it drives me insane happen me today oh, I'm nobody's mate when that happens yeah, Jesus happen Christ me today it's, there's nothing worse and your feet to be fucking freezing yeah it's horrible man yeah, I play that's, golf and that happens, man. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was playing golf today, and it was not good. It was not good. It was literally like forty mile an hour winds with rain yeah. just going sideways hitting you. I don't Precious. know why I've done it. Um, it. Was I don't really know. Um, last question: Have you ever? What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen on public transport? Grace is going to need time to think of this, so they'll all need time. I'll give you mine first. I was once on a bus, um, sitting on a bus. And the girl in the seat on the other side of the aisle was on the phone telling her friend um, how she was going out that night. She was going to have a great night. She just got her hair done. She was on her way home to get dressed up and dolled up and ready to go. And a fella about two doors or two two seats back uh, sneezed and all I can describe is a big lump of something came out of his oh, mouth shit. and stuck to the back of the girl's head. And I wasn't sure whether she knew it was there and didn't want to turn around because of the embarrassment or didn't know. Um, I'm hoping she didn't know and went home and then found it. So that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen. Shawnee, anything weird on public transport for you? Oh, you can just give me something weird you've seen. No, well, it's, to, to you it might sound weird, but to anyone who's familiar with the Red Line Lewis... In Dublin, um, right. The red line there was being a tram that runs out from the centre of Dublin out to the Tally. Yeah, it's out, the out to the south south side of Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting on the Lewis, mind my own business, one morning. Uh, I think it was about half nine. I was going up to the square in Tally, and just sitting there, and a young flag around 
Kroemar, Lewis Stop, where they're fully ground, Shetland pony. <laughs> Onto the tram. Onto the tram. And he just sat down like it was normal. As and, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And the pony is there, not budging, not a sound out of it. The umpire leaves the pony in the middle of the carriage, sits down. The inspectors got on. Yeah. The umpire even, even had a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to hand him a ticket. He was like, I don't want your ticket. Get off the fucking tram with the horse, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I was just standing there going, what the fuck? And I'm nearly sure when I was on the way back, I seen him on the inbound Lewis waiting to get one on the way home. <laughs> But that's just another day on the red line. Lewis, yeah, that's just say. Dublin, isn't it? That's just the tram yeah. system in Dublin. Um, Fame, I'll come to you next. Anything weird on public transport? Um, thinking back, many weird things. Yeah, okay. but um, thinking back to one incident when I was a um, school kid, not school kid, college kid actually, on the underground. And was someone, underground now then? Yeah, London Underground. Yeah, and someone I was with, he, he had, he was poking his head out to to look at something. And he didn't realize that the doors had closed behind him and the doors had closed on his head. And he actually thought we were holding him. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so> he was. <laughs> he put his arm up to say, let go of my head, will you? And we, so we weren't holding him. His head was sticking out of the train. Yeah, we had to pull the doors back to pull him back in. But I think that was probably one of the weirdest things. That happened. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Weird or no, terrified at the same time. Grizz, um, I know you drive around in your dad's car um nowadays. I was gonna say, when... you know, because I don't I don't really use public transport. Mm. I mean I've ridden camels and all sorts, but I haven't ridden I haven't been on public transport. But I'll tell you of an incident on an aeroplane because like I'm VIP, I, I travel on planes, yeah. I don't like catch buses and tubes and trains yeah yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fly i can't remember to where to where so we stop off and we're picking up passengers and on a plane yeah you know you, st- you know you like one stop isn't it so like for example let's say we're going to anyway for, just, just, let me no, this. i've never yeah. been on a plane where you stop up and pick people up and head well, off you, well i mean you know, like you know when you change flights man you change bloody you, you know you stop over Stop over, that's what yeah, I meant. No, what you I made say? that it was if they just stopped at a like, like, a, bus, like stop a bus stop in the sky yeah, yeah, yeah. and people got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Grizz is playing Grand, <laughs> Grizz is talking <laughs> about Grand Theft Auto. It's not real life. So you, you, you pick up passengers from, like, you know, stopovers, yeah? Mm. And you always see one character that stands out and you keep an eye on him mm. because he looks different, he acts different, he's, he's completely different. And I don't mean in a bad or negative way, you're just different, right? Yeah. So this guy gets on this plane right and he sits down and straight away i know something's a little bit different because he sits cross-legged on the on the seat right, right? so you, he doesn't sit like a normal so i think okay maybe he's gonna do a spot of yoga or whatever but no yoga on a plane yeah people yeah, look whatever it takes to relax people you know people do give all right <laughs> so th- this guy sits there with his legs crossed over yeah. now Fame, when I tell Fame, you two maybe not, might not understand, but Fame, he was he was a Bendel. Okay. Yeah, right, so, so he, that means like from a village, village right? You can tell like, bless his, bless his cotton socks. I don't think they were cotton, but bless him. <laughs> you could tell it was the first time he sat on a plane. He's right? a country bumpkin, man. Country, yeah. country, country man. Let's just say he's a country guy, right? Right. Country bumpkin. Country simp- simpleton. So anyway, he's... Have the the he, insults are getting worse and worse as we go here. Go on. It's not, but he keeps... Right, so check this one out. So he's been told, obviously, that, you know, you can get alcohol, right, on flights, right? Mm. So every, literally, he was worse than you, Gav. Every five minutes, he's clicking his fingers. Whiskey! Every five minutes. Whiskey! <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the poor lasses and the guys, whoever serving him, bringing out whiskey. You know, thinking, all right, you know, we're bringing out whiskey, we're bringing out whiskey. Then they bring the food out, Gavin. I swear to you, all right, the tray's there, right? So he starts eating. He starts eating everything, right? He's really enjoying his meal, right? And then it gets to the, you know, Gav, they give you wet wipes, you know, the hot tissues. Yeah. Right, the wipes, the, the lemon wipes, but the heated ones, right? Please, Grizz, don't say try to eat that, man. Guys, I kid you not. <laughs> Fuck off, Grizz. Guys, he cleaned up the whole plate, including the... Fucking wet. Oh, he had the wipe. He chewed it up like it was nothing. He turned around, looked at everyone, and gave a one. You know, one of those big burps. Fuck off, burps. Yeah. Like, yeah 
he looked around and he burped and I said, good on you, pal. He had you know the really, <laughs> I'm not joking. He ate everything on that plate, Gav, including the wet wipe. Fuck. That was weird, Gav. Yeah, that's strange. That is strange. Yeah, like, that was weird. I don't know. I don't know where this, um, I don't know where that was going. I, I really didn't know where it was going until the fella ate everything. The wet wipe and everything. My God. Everything, Gav. He ate the food. He enjoyed the food, whatever. By then, he was obviously very drunk. And so he just thought, okay, this this, this is, is what, edible this as is well. What, this, is what they, <laughs> this is what they do on planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, so good basically, this fella come on the plane, sat cross-legged because yeah. you thought he may do yoga, ordered a shitload of whiskey and started eating wet wipes at the end of his meal. Amazing. Okay. Well, do you want to knock them stopovers on the head, Chris? I'm being honest with you. <laughs> right, whatever here. That's it. Shawnee, thanks a million for joining me tonight. No problem, Bagav. Thanks for having me on, Pat. Good stuff, good stuff. Fame, thanks a million for joining us for the first time. And it would certainly not be the last. Cheers, uh, everybody. Thanks for having me, mate. No problem. Yeah. Grizz, Grizz, thanks a million. And I will talk to you soon, my friend. Pleasure, man. Good stuff. That's been the Fatback 4 Daily for Wednesday night. Um, I will try to get back on either tomorrow or Friday to preview Liverpool's game on Monday. We'll be back on Sunday, as always, as well. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.